Today's episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show is brought to you by Patreon, specifically patreon.com slash my name is Kingdom. Subscribe to my Patreon for as little as $2 a month to help me keep making this show and receive exclusive weekly podcasts, extra panels for my comic strips, an archive of my comic book work, classic podcast episodes, and more. Coming soon to Patreon will be exclusive classic television watch-along videos. Half review, half mystery science theater, all fun. That's patreon.com slash mynameiskingdom. Join my pop culture cult today. It is Monday, the 8th of February, 2021. Tom Brady has more Super Bowl rings than any single team in NFL history. And you are listening to the Handsome Genius Club Radio Show. Hey kids, welcome to the show, welcome to another week. My name is Kingdom, Anthony Kingdom James. And uh, yeah, Tom Brady is the, I'm not going to say he's the greatest quarterback in NFL history. I'm just not. (laughs) I don't like Tom Brady. You get a, you get a photo in the locker room with your uh, Make America Great Trump hat in your locker you just don't get to be at the top of any of my lists. So, uh, you know, until Joe Montana screws up, <laughs> I love Joe Montana. I like, I like Doug. Fl- Listen, my favorite quarterback of all time is Doug Flutie. All right. My, here's my list. One, two, three, Doug Flutie, Warren Moon, Joe Montana. Those, that's my favorite quarterbacks. Not saying they're the best, but like me some Doug Flutie. Anyways, uh, so yeah, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl champions. Uh, what was the final score? 31 to 9. 31 to 9. Holiest of moles. It wasn't even that close. Those nine points for Kansas City all came off of field goals in the first half. Um, Yes, I watched the game. I watched the Super Bowl. Calm down. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay just walked up and down uh, the, the 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 Kansas Kansas City spine. I'm not going to say their nickname. I it's racist. But uh, Mahomes Mahomes spent more time escaping the pocket and running towards his old go- his own goal line on offense. Here's the thing. Tampa Bay's defense forces him out of his pocket again and again and again. And he keeps making these amazing throws, these amazing throws. Um, like he's, he's leaping through the air. He's parallel to the ground, like Bobby Orr scoring that, that, that famous goal. And he manages to whip a 40 yard pass that should have been caught. Um, yeah, Kansas City just fell apart. It's a shame. It's a shame because they just marched through their season and through the playoffs. Uh and but they they came up against 
they came up against Tom Brady. Possibly, nudge, nudge, possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. He's certainly the winningest quarterback of all time. Um, Fifth Super Bowl MVP, seven Super Bowl rings. He now has more Super Bowl championships as an individual than any single team in the league has. So Patriots have six. Six of six from Tom Brady. He now has a seventh. I mean, holy crap. How do you how do you deny him? Well, you deny him because he's got that MAGA hat, because he's a Trumper. <laughs> Anyways. Um what can I tell you? Um uh, uh, getting more into my Twitch streaming. Uh did couple of xpw episodes over the weekend friday and sunday night uh still having some problems with maintaining the stream which sounds like something a really really old man says about peeing in the morning um older than me i pee just fine kids uh that's more information than you needed about me um yeah, my uh the stream crashes, the app crashes sometimes. So it could be an internet issue. I was on uh, on the line with uh my uh internet provider's uh, uh customer service just now and I'm getting a new modem. They're sending me out a new modem. That's good. I didn't have to ask. They said, "Hey, we'll send it out." And then we did some troubleshooting for some other things. Dude was very knowledgeable. This is one of those times where if I get the survey in the email, I will actually fill it out because this dude was very helpful and he deserves a little pat on the back. Um, thanks, Sean at Rogers. Uh, I think he was, I think he said he's in Moncton. Thanks, Sean in Moncton at Rogers. <laughs> Uh, so more Twitch streams coming. I think Tuesday night is going to be some Among Us, and then Thursday night some more Among Us, hopefully. And in the meantime, in there, some more uh, streaming, some more wrestling, and telling some more stories. And uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, really great conversation with the artist for my graphic novel the other night. We got some stuff hashed out, and I got some stuff I've got to get working on this week. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's quickly what's going on. Um, I already told you that Chloe is getting more and more comfortable. Oh, I got a new bed on the weekend. Saturday morning, a new bed was delivered, so there was the frustration of putting that together. And I only hurt myself a little. I got a couple of gouges out of the in, on knuckle on my thumb when I was dealing with some uh, Allen keys. I think that one of the one of the sweetest thoughts I'll have when I know that death is approaching, when I'm on my deathbed, when I've fallen out of the plane without a parachute, or uh, you know, there's I'm tied to the tracks and the train is coming towards me. One of the sweet final thoughts I'll have is, hey, I'll never have to put furniture together with an Allen key again. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. Anyways, 
I put the thing, I, I have a set of really good Allen keys. So I got rid of, I 86, the ones that came with the bed, got mine out. Once I remembered, Hey, I have these things, uh, got mine out and, uh, wrenched the hell out of those screws. So that bed is solid as a rock. Um, and, and if, uh, if the pandemic ever lets up and we get vaccinated, I will, uh, in, invite a very cute little blonde girl over here to, uh, help me christen the bed. Wink, nudge. She knows who she is. Anyway, <laughs> that was, that was mildly vulgar of me. It was, I don't know if it was vulgar, but it was certainly crass. I'm problematic. Uh, all right. Let's stop wasting time and get into it. Um, we are five episodes into WandaVision, the Mar, the first MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe series on Disney Plus. It has been fantastic. If you, uh, haven't seen it yet, then this episode of the show might not be for you because we're going to dive into it and it's going to be spoilerific. Um, and of course, joining me, if I don't give him enough of an introduction after the record scratch, joining me is our good friend, Jason Clark, the host of the, uh, an elegant weapon podcast. Um, and he and I are going to spend about an hour or so talking about everything to do with WandaVision and veering off topic into some Star Wars and some Star Trek and uh, some other Marvel comics and movies. And we had a great time. And uh, listen until the very, very end. All right, kids. Record scratch. And then Jason Clark talking with me about WandaVision. Hey kids, welcome to another episode of the Handsome Genius Club radio show. Joining me today is our good friend and uh, frequent co-conspirator, the host of An Elegant Weapon, ladies and gentlemen, it's Jason Clark. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Not too much, man. Just quarantining through like the rest of y'all. <laughs> it had been it had been too long since uh, you'd been on the show, and I decided let's. We haven't really focused on uh, Wandavision on the show because I'm doing more doing more interviews and less less of the just let's ramble through the news episodes. And, Which is uh, funny because lately I've been doing the opposite, where I've been trying to have more ramble through the news episodes. Yeah, but Dude, it's hard to fuck. You when you get into a stream, right? Yeah, do it, do it by all means. I listen. I had fun. So great. doing yeah. over two hundred and fifty of them last year. So <laughs> yeah, it's nutty, man. That's crazy. I yeah. mean, I'm so far behind. If like, if you're because I'm at episode 388 i think and yeah. that's over this is my 10th year now of the show and i should be well above 400 i think well i think but, uh, see. just so many weeks you take off and little hiatuses here and there right i'm at if i do some quick possibly dirty math uh three carry the one is one seven eight uh, this might be episode 280, or excuse me, 300 
and 84 or 5. I will have to, uh, I'll have to check to make sure. But, uh, yeah, episode 400 for me is approaching. And don't worry about it because I took, I took huge breaks in between. Remember, I started this thing in like 2008. So. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I don't feel bad about it at all because I, I like to pot on my terms, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just need a break, and sometimes. And there was also one time, remember, I did that uh, November special where I did thirty podcasts in thirty days. Yes. And I actually, uh, you know, so that actually caught me up a lot, but I'm still not quite <laughs> where I should be. But again, you can't rush it. You got to do it when it feels right, you know. And uh, I re- I took a break over the holidays there. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you just got to take that breather to come back and it fresh, right? Yeah. Reinvent yourself when, when, when you feel the need, if things get stale. That's Nothing wrong with exactly that. That's exactly where I am right now. A lot of my show over the years has been based on the convention specials. Those yeah. are always my biggest, best episodes. Those are what everybody loves to listen to because after the show, they can hear themselves or their friends or whoever. And guess and, what? Know, <laughs> there have been no yeah, conventions so, for a year. <laughs> right. And you can only do so many Zoom Kickstarter conversations, right? Yeah. Like, because there's just so many and everybody's kind of pushing a Kickstarter, which is great. But, you know, you, you kind of end up asking the same questions over and over and you know, it kind of loses its flavor for a while. Yeah. So you kind of need to take a break from that. So, you know, and I've been doing a lot of podcasting, like with my son. I've just been having my son on for, you know, shits and giggles, talking yeah. about anime or whatever. Because, you know, I'm just trying to keep it fun because you don't want to lose a spark, especially at a time when online interviewing has become, you know, so saturated with the pandemic. Like everybody's doing it now that you kind of feel lost in an ocean of conversation, right? Yeah. No man, whatever, uh, whatever keeps shit moving is. Uh... So sorry, yeah, you were just uh, you had mentioned reinventing yourself. So that's what I'm trying to figure out what I want to do right now. Like, uh, you know, because of all the hiking and also being an arborist and whole the whole nature thing, which in the past year has become a even bigger part of my life. Because without conventions, I started doing a lot of hiking, mm-hmm. and you know, I find myself hiking the trails at the arboretum here at the Royal Botanical Gardens in uh, Burlington and Hamilton. And the other day, I just stopped and I found this heritage tree, this like special 200-year-old tree, yeah, uh, which happens yeah. to be the tree I dislike the most. Because like all arborists have a nemesis tree. There's a certain tree you don't like the cut of its jib for whatever reason, right? Or you've had bad experiences. So I actually stopped and I did a video on this tree and I had a lot of fun and a lot of cool feedback for people who actually really enjoyed that. Has, so, this, you has, know, this maybe, tree, has this tree been eating your kites, Charlie Brown? Why do you hate this tree? Right? <laughs> uh, I just, uh, when I was younger, I had to do, when I wasn't quite ready, I had to do a few of them that were kind of beyond my experience level at the time. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's certain things about how they work that went in, you know, in conjunction with how I like to do tree work. Just, it, I don't know, they're just a bit of a headache and I don't, I don't like them. I just don't like them. And, uh, but I had to respect this one because it was like 200 years old and they had reached that age. So, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll start to become more of the nerdy nature guy, hmm. you know, as drawn and see what happens. You know, I've never done a podcast in the woods before, so who knows? Maybe something <laughs> like that. But, you know, what, what are you going to do, right? You got to figure out where your voice lies and you got to go with it. But uh, sorry, I'm digressing. We have a lot of fun 
nerdy news to talk about. I'm yeah, sure. let's, uh, you got a problem with a tree, get Wanda to, 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 to just rewind it into a sapling. There you go, <laughs> right? So, WandaVision, the first of Marvel's Disney Plus shows after uh, the many, many fun and enjoyable, well, mostly fun and enjoyable Netflix series. And we, we're spoiler up on this one. Oh, Everybody, my we're, God, we're yes. We're going spoiler hard, yes. Serious right. spoilers ahead, kids. I wrote that in the margin of my notes, so I'd remember to say it just that way. If you haven't seen, if you haven't caught up on WandaVision up to episode five, get the fuck out of here, because we're going to ruin your shit. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to ruin it hard. Uh, I love, let's, let's talk about, before we get into it, I'm going to read the, um, I'm going to read the synopsis for episode five that's on Wikipedia. Who knows who wrote it? I'm guessing it came from Disney. I don't know. Somebody wrote it. But before we do, I want to talk, I want to, I want to list off the episode names because I just love the episode names. Episode one of WandaVision was filmed before a live studio audience. Episode 2, Don't Touch That Dial. Episode 3, Now in Color. Episode 4, We Interrupt This Program. And the one we're going to talk about first is Episode 5, On a Very Special Episode. So they are leaning hard into the TV jargon, as we've seen with, uh, with, with, with words and phrases like recast, production design, censoring the broadcast. Before we go into the episode itself, what is your overall feel for the series? How how are you enjoying it? Did it did those first couple of episodes grab you or did you need more time? What did you think, Jay? I felt like I'm hearing most other people felt how yes, it was a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot in those episodes to capture your attention. But of course, as it's gone on, it's snowballed into something much bigger than I think any of us even realized. Yeah. And I yeah. think what Marvel did, uh, they did a brilliant thing where they took advantage of the fact that they knew we'll watch anything Marvel. <laughs> yeah. We're going to watch at least two to three episodes of anything Marvel puts out. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like, you know what? Let's slow burn them because they don't often get slow burned. Have we really ever experienced a Marvel slow burn like this before? Right? No, we haven't, and that's one right? of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I I appreciate this series so much, and the fact that they're taking advantage of uh, of this being a Disney Plus series, a television series. That they can, they can do that. They can, hey, I'm gonna, we're gonna make you wait. You, you know, <laughs> it, I think, yeah. it, I think those first two episodes were fantastic. And I also think it was the, it was the smart thing to do to release the first two episodes together because you're getting in one and two, you're getting so few hints as to, <laughs> Um, the existence of the universe outside of the, uh, the WandaVision TV show of, of Westview. So, um, I thought it was good. Release two. Can, can we clear something up? Yeah, that sure. I'm a little confused about sure. uh, Westview. Yeah. Now, 
does Westview exist? Because those two cops were saying how Westview doesn't exist. Yeah. But yeah. then it was talked about as if Westview does exist and was just taken over. Yes. Westview, so that's the one thing I'm Westview exists. She basically took over an existing town, put a force. It wasn't called Westview? It was called Westview. That sign in that first episode. See, we're talking about the first episode instead of the fifth. Uh, that, that sign that they're parked in front of. Uh, uh, in episode four, um, that that exists. That's 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 outside the town. Why did the, the cops town. say that the problem was this town doesn't exist? That's um, why they called the FBI. Rambo and Wu uh, discuss this briefly. You know, why do we know it exists? Is it proximity? So what I'm assuming is, and I they postulate on this in the uh, in that scene, is that. It's not just that she's taken over an existing town. It's that she's also made everybody around that town forget that town. Uh, I gotcha. Part right. part of part of whatever the initial you know snap, for lack of a better right. term, uh, was yeah. Just forget we're here. So those right. cops okay, and, 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 and remember when those cops are done. Telling, uh, confirming to Rambo, Monica Rambo, that they don't know anything about the town. They pull a U-turn and drive away. They don't drive, they don't drive straight down this two-lane road and go through the town. They pull, they pull a U-E right there and drive right. away. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is, uh, like, you know, Jimmy Woo saying, you can feel it, can't you? That town doesn't want you to go in. Oh, you're right. Yeah, now I remember that. Yeah. Okay, that clears that up. I was a go. little. That's what I figured. I was just a tiny bit confused there by just the conversations that went back. Oh, not a problem. There. Not a problem. So let's. Go. I get it now. I I, I get it now. <laughs> I'm gonna read the uh, the description, uh, the 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 recap for episode five, and then we'll get into it. So on a very special episode, in a 1980s setting, Wanda and Vision struggle to stop Tommy and Billy from crying. Agnes offers to help look after the boys, but Vision questions her behavior. He and Wanda are interrupted when Tommy and Billy suddenly age up to five years old. When a dog appears at their house, the boys ask to keep it, and Agnes suggests the name Sparky. Wanda almost reveals her abilities to Agnes, concerning Vision, while the boys age up again to ten years old. At work, Vision reads an email from S.W.O.R.D. that reveals the situation in Westview. He breaks through a real Westview resident, uh, break, excuse me, breaks through to a real Westview resident and discovers that Wanda is seemingly controlling the town. S.W.O.R.D. sends a drone from the 1980s into Westview and attempts to kill Wanda on Hayward's orders. Wanda emerges from the static field with the drone and warns <coughs> Hayward to leave her alone. Scared by the drone, Sparky runs away and later dies. Vision confronts Wanda about her actions, but they are interrupted when Pietro arrives. Watching the broadcast, Darcy notes that Pietro has been, quote, recast 
Dun, 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 yeah. So, right from, let, let, let's go backwards here. Was that released before the episode was seen? No, 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 no. This was this was written yeah, after. Yeah. Okay. So let's start from the let's start from the 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 big M Night Shyamalan reveal at the end here. Pietro has been mentioned in the last two episodes. Uh, first by Monica Rambo, saying, "Hey, didn't he? Didn't Ultron kill him?" And that's what gets her evicted from <laughs> exile right. from Westview. Uh, and Voted now off the island. Yeah, and now the 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 twins ask about him, and Wanda gets all dreamy eyed. At the end of the episode, he shows up on the doorstep, but it is not the Aaron Taylor Johnson Pietro that we know from Age of Ultron. It is Evan Peters playing Pietro <laughs> from the Sony Mar- uh, Sony uh, X Men movies. God, this opens up so much the the thing about this episode is this episode didn't actually answer anything no it just you just get more questions more and more and more and more questions and i have concerns about this situation what concerns because i because i was not a huge fan of the x-verse and Fox's X-Men universe, even though it had its shining genius moments, mm-hmm. overall, I was not down with. Right. And over over its lack of change for the 20 years that it existed or whatever, <laughs> right? And it's hard because to see him back brings a lot of awesome feelings and a lot of scared feelings and the way that i love that character he was one of the bright spots in the x-verse is that quicksilver yeah a far superior quicksilver to the other one uh right down to the effects like his effects are just i i hope if he does super speed that they do it the same way as the x universe did and not the way that Avengers did well. Hold on, Avengers, hold on. Avengers looked very flash TV show. Okay, you know what I mean? wait, 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 wait. I'm going to stop you right here because you are you are extrapolating into the future of a Quicksilver TV show or movie that absolutely doesn't matter and will probably never exist. Okay. You're right. I'm just uh, yeah. You're right. I'm getting who too dreamy. A, so, who, who gives a who gives a rat's ass about the effects? What I'm just saying is, it concerns me that they are going to involve the Fox universe far more heavily than I hope that they do. Okay. So I but, hope but you're getting, I you're, hope that again. they're using this as as just some sort of connection. Now, here's the exciting thing: the things that we're excited about was seeing those two universes come together was mm. incredibly cool. I loved the fact that it started with a hug. Okay. You know, I, but, I, it's but that, a simple but that's little thing, thing that's, where hold on, those hold two on. universes started with a hug, which you, is cool. You, you, know? get, you get so excitable. The, the, nice. the, 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 uh, the question I want to know, what, hit, what the Evan Peters appearance does is it proves the existence of the multiverse for... No, it doesn't for, yet. No, it doesn't. How does it, we not, don't know how does it he, not? He could be someone else posing as a recast Quicksilver. What? He may not what? necessarily be Pietro. That might not be Pietro. That could be an entirely different character playing Pietro. Why would Why would they do that? 
Why would you why would you overcomplicate that? Why are you overcom why would they overcomplicate it? Why are you overcomplicating it? Okay, so in some way then that, that means that so you're saying she sucked him out of that Fox universe and he like everyone else is brainwashed ah, does no, like that's not what should. I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? When she looks at him, she is surprised by him. And it's it, it, to me, it's surprise that goes beyond uh, how is my dead brother here? To right. me, I, I to me, it. I register, I register not only it's wrong for him to be here, but this isn't quite right as far as who he is. He, I felt that too. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't come in. He doesn't. When he speaks, he's still Evan Peters Pietro. He's still Sony Pietro. He he doesn't have a Sokovian accent. He's you know, they make a point of showing off his American accent, which if you if you rewind a few minutes to uh, Wanda <laughs> piercing her own barrier and throwing the drone at Hayward. You can hear yeah, you can hear that. her Sokovian accent start to slip yes. back into what she's saying. There, Here's the thing, though. He doesn't also sound like the Fox guy. He sounds like someone acting like they're the brother on a sitcom. They turn it he up. He wasn't really that character in the X-Men movies. Okay, you know? so uh, listen. Either way, the fact is that he's not this universe's Pietro. Yes. I am not blaming this. Wanda didn't bring him there. Wanda did not bring him there. Whoever is... Uh, pulling the strings behind the scenes is who sent him there. Wanda, earlier in the episode, Wanda tells the, the twins that Vision went to work because sometimes daddy needs a distraction. You were getting to the point where Wanda and Vision were going to have to hash out the truths of what's going on in, in Westview. They both needed a distraction. Wanda was about to admit what was going on. She definitely needed a distraction. You think the boys made him? I think who? What? You think the boys brought him? No. No. I think whoever is behind the scenes on all this brought him. Now, the question is, who is the ultimate villain behind Westview? Is it... Dormammu, or Nightmare, or Mephisto. And most people think, uh, have been saying that it's going to end up being Mephisto. But whoever it is that's behind the scenes, whoever's... Remember, Wanda also said previously, she doesn't know how Westview got started. Right. I she, think doesn't West, who, I think, she doesn't I know think who created chance, Westview. Though, that I think there's a chance she might be the big bad. And there you know, other than the, the obvious clues that there's certain things her magic doesn't affect, like the boys yeah. and that Pete was it a swan? What was it walking around? A stork. The stork. She wasn't oh. able to control the stork. Right. That was walking around the apartment. Because those are those are weird. those are things that were created entirely within uh entirely right. within Westview. 
um, from Monica's clothing coming back through the barrier, still in the 70s style. And then them finding out that it's 87% Kevlar. She tries to shoot her 70s pantsuit. We find out that Wanda is actually reorganizing molecules inside Westview. So she's, she's the one who's remaking the house. She's the one who's remaking people's clothing. Okay. She's, right. she, uh, she's setting the tempo. She's brainwashing sh- everybody. Yeah. Too. But, yeah. but there are but things, who's... there are things that she's not doing that are appearing. The dog isn't something she created. Pietro isn't something that she created. There is somebody else. There is a bigger big bad who is, for lack of a better term, well, show running I, this series. Yes, absolutely. And they're probably going to, whoever this Ralph is, is involved with this Agnes that, you know, most people are assuming is... Uh, Agatha Harkness, yeah. Agatha Harkness. Now, I think there might be more in play than just also the big bad. Because, yes, there's more going on involved there, and that's probably got to do with her. I There's something about the Pietro thing that this is a, a liked character, right? Mm-hmm. This is a character that people are going to be excited to see. And if it is him from the other universe, we know he's a good guy. So could the Doctor Strange rumors have anything to do with that, whereas maybe Doctor Strange is also trying to fight in there for the, you know, basically trying, the other side fighting for Wanda's soul. Well, I don't, I don't, whatever, I don't think Strange... Maybe he has, what if Doctor Strange pulled him out of the multiverse as his, like, you know, secret agent to go in and be like, mm, hey, no. our, our, our Pietro is dead, I can't bring him back, but if I could pluck out another Pietro, maybe he could get through to her. You're 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 close, but I don't think so. And I think episodes when episode six premieres this week, I think we're gonna see that. Uh, I think we're gonna find Pietro is either in on the lie or oblivious to the lie. I don't think right. That's I, a big question. I, yeah. I I don't think Strange is gonna be involved until the very end. Uh, I think that I think that Pietro is there because. Everything that's in the show, like, you know, like uh, the, the, the Kevlar vest being turned into a pantsuit. She has whatever's in town that she can play with. But there are, uh, but to, to bring Pietro, Pietro is coming from outside. Pietro's corpse <laughs> wasn't, wasn't buried in Westview, uh, New Jersey. Right. So I believe that the bigger big bad, brought Pietro from another from another uh universe. And for what purpose? Uh I already said to distract Wanda from uh, the bigger big the bigger big bad has um he has a purpose for what's bigger going than a on. Simple distraction though. No but wait, 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 wait. Hear me out. Shut up. Right, okay. <laughs> the bigger big bad has a purpose. He has an end game. In mind. Ha! End game, Avengers, wink. So, so let's say it's Mephisto. Mephisto is going somewhere with this. Mephisto needs this to carry through to a particular conclusion. Probably the twins 
right. uh, growing up so that he can, you know, right. use them as a conduit. Or some bullshit, right? Um, so he needs this TV series uh, to continue. He needs them to get where they're going. If Vision breaks Wanda out of uh, out of her psychosis and she ends the show, she cancels the series, the big bad doesn't get what they want. Right. Just like, just the same way she sent him off to the office on a Saturday to distract him, Pietro is now there to distract her. That domestic dispute was going to end the series, man. They were gonna now, they were things. gonna fight there's... or argue or or or, right, dis- right, or discuss right. the shit out of it until until right. the spell was broken and she said I can't do this or he said I don't want to be here something so Pietro yes. Pietro is a new Pietro is uh is Tom Hanks he comes to the he comes to an episode of Family Ties. And he's got a drinking problem, and he's gonna go through your maraschino right. cherries. He's he's right. he's just a character. He's the goofy neighbor, the wacky relative who's gonna come and be a distraction. It's gonna be interesting to see. You know, maybe he ends up helping them out in the end, or he breaks through. So there's two things I wanted to touch on that have been on my mind about this. If if you don't mind, sure. The first thing is vision. Yeah. Why is vision independent? Why is vision able to be figuring this out and know something's wrong? That's completely, in my way of thinking, that is completely uh, due to Wanda. Wanda wants vision back. She doesn't want to, she doesn't want to have a convert. Okay. Think about it like this. Uh, she steals his, steals his body to resurrect him. Okay. She wants vision as the vision she knew and loved. If she were puppeting vision, it would be like Jim Henson having an argument with Kermit the Frog. It would be like Jim Henson having a relationship. It would be like Frank Oz dating Miss Piggy. This is just a, this is just a, yeah, this is just a puppet. I'm just talking to myself. I get that part of it. The thing that also is weird about it is that the, she can bring him back, but as far as which stone is in his head? The mind stone. The mind stone. Now she can't bring that back. No. Like, so how is he able to have his powers and is he only able, I guess, to have them with, I guess we'll find that out when we see him break through eventually. Yeah. If he just crumbles into a corpse or not, whether. Oh yeah. This ends. We saw him affect the other guy and be able to bring his mind out of it for a minute. Right. Because inside Westview, inside Westview, whatever the spell, whatever you know, the the glamour, the charm, whatever uh, uh, evil magic is allowing this town to exist. Part of that is vision is vision again, yeah. right? 
it's crazy so that, that she could give him his own consciousness. Back. But that's like, the thing. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't. I. I am determined that she's not doing it on her own. You know. Yeah, she may have had someone talk her into doing this. That's something that crossed my mind. Because yeah. you see her break in yeah. to steal Vision's body. Absolutely, she might have not only been talked into doing this, but then had her mind kind of wiped or something where she doesn't remember it so she could just go on with her happy life. Well, Absolutely. I mean, think about it like, uh, like I don't know, like Fantasy Island or something like that where um, part of... Or, or you know, or uh, a quantum leap. Part of the part of the gimmick is that she's probably made a. I I see. Here's why I think it's Mephisto. I think she's made a deal with the devil. Right. That says you know you can have that happy life that you wanted with the vision you knew. I want X. I want this. So yeah. she's so grief stricken. That she agrees to the deal, she, they take over the town of Westview, and it becomes, you know, the Wandavision television show. She gets, right. she gets the vision she knew back. He has no, you know, uh, he has no recollection of of his life. He said he doesn't know who he was yeah. before. He just he has the li- the limited bit of information that lets him get started. Remember, they didn't they didn't know when they got married. They didn't know where they were, yeah. where they came from. It's to get crazy to that the MCU has gotten so magical. It's weird. Well, I mean, listen, you you've got to expand, right? You've got to expand yeah. the storytelling framework, and if you want to include, if you want to bring in Doctor Strange, then you've got to expand the use of magic. And if you yeah. want to bring in the Guardians of the Galaxy, then you got to expand the universe itself. Yeah. So you get Ego, the living planet, and you get you get Dormammu and Agatha Harkness yeah. and possibly Mephisto. So that's great. Okay, it's so, my, so my second thing is, yes. that, which I'm excited about, mm-hmm. you know, I guess you can just spill your thoughts on, is that there has been such, and I'm surprised I haven't heard anybody talking about this, but uh, the children. Yes. And in this episode, yeah. we, you know, Vision realizes, why are there no children in Westview? Yep. And the upcoming episode is going to finally be the Halloween episode where we see them in their comic book likenesses, right? And there's kids and everywhere on that tons street. Of kids. There's kids running around everywhere just going crazy. Right. And, you know, obviously, holy shit. And you see Vision and her both running around with this crazy look on their faces. Yeah. I'm guessing because their kids probably get mixed in with all these other kids okay but you know it's gonna be interesting to see where these kids come from whether Wanda wants her kids to have a house or do the boys want to have a halloween so do they create all the kids themselves to have friends that's possible but here's the thing when okay when the dog appears and vision comes into the kitchen right wanda asks him why he's wearing his human camouflage and he says, I just had a feeling somebody was going to pop in unexpected. Agnes comes in. She's carrying a doghouse. And Vision's reaction is, right. with the exact thing we needed. Yes. So if, yeah. if, if the dog is a distraction and uh, 
the 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 working on a Saturday is a distraction. And Pietro is a distraction to keep them from getting to the crux of the problem, which is the world around us is fake. You keep throwing sitcom bullshit at them, right? Yeah. Then we have now learned from Vision, and we we heard it before, but we now learn from Vision. Hey, there's no kids in town. That that to prevent that from becoming uh, uh, an irritant that needs to be explored, just create a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if the big if the bigger big bad realizes, oh, I fucking forgot kids, and throws a bunch of children uh, in, into Westview, or lets the children that exists uh, that exist in the real Westview, because you're certainly going to have children in the we- real Westview, right? There's a lot of kids. It's not just like kids roaming around the neighborhood. It looks like hundreds yeah. of kids just panicking, oh, running and it's, around. It's, right? The little clips that we've seen of that Halloween, it's picturesque, isn't it? suburban yeah, yeah. halloween it's it's brighter yeah. than it should be in a, yeah. you know in, you know in october what, you know what's interesting about uh, agnes too is that she seems afraid whether she's afraid of this thing falling apart and her getting in trouble with ever who's behind it or whether she's afraid of wanda's reaction she's afraid she's not playing this up like a bad guy like like snicker snicker rolling her mustache type shape yeah she's like she's afraid of what could happen on either side she wants this thing to play out she's afraid neighbor almost spoke up yeah 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 how did herb what was special about herb that he almost broke out of it right yeah um but i guess also the other guy said something weird and that's what made vision you know Bring him well, out of the, it, the, the, the people... she was afraid. She wasn't like, "Don't say this, or you're going to anger me." Yeah, you know, she's she, there's something that she's afraid of. I don't know if it's Wanda or her boss, but it's it's you know, her. It's she her was a boss. good character in the comic, wasn't she? Though was she? Was she, was she no, no, no. She was. She's she's worked. Uh, I remember Agatha Harkness is working for as the nanny for the Fantastic Four. If I'm getting that right, but she was a, basically an agent of. Uh, I believe it was Mephisto. Um, okay. But the, okay. So throughout the five episodes, we've seen, uh, the townsfolk give hints in what they're saying as to, uh, the nature of Westview as fake. So, right. you know, the, the, the hearts, the, 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 the boss's family, Vision's boss's family, they kind of, you know, when the boss is choking, and the wife is screaming, stop it, stop it. She's doing it with a big smile on her face. That's because she's begging for her husband to be saved, but she has to do it through the veneer of sitcom character, right? So she can't, yeah. oh, she yeah, can't scream, in, she can't scream in yeah. terror. We get Herb, we get Herb uh, trimming his bushes with a seventies, a seventies weed whacker and then just Drifting off into cutting through a cement block uh, barrier because he's not quite right and he almost spills the secret, but uh, Agnes stops him. We get, yeah. you know, uh, we get the dude at work. So there's 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 little bits and pieces from the townspeople that are that are slipping through 
because I guess the control yeah. isn't the control yeah, isn't yeah. complete. But Agnes, right. Agnes has to be afraid of the bigger big bad. That has to be her boss, and I think she's right. been inserted into Westview. Remember the previous episode? There's a, a picture of her on Sword's investigation wall. But there's no ID. There's no identification of her as a real person in right, Westview. Right. She's afraid of the big now, bad, and she's been installed there basically as the superintendent of this right. fucking apartment complex. Yeah. She doesn't own I it. I think the postie is somebody too. The postie knows more than we realize too. He um, keeps giving out hints, possibly. Right? He hey, sounds the, like he's in the know. Here's a thing that we haven't figured out yet: is who was the witness? that Jimmy Woo lost contact with. And I thought for, at, at one point, I thought, is it possible that the witness is Agatha Harkness? But he makes a point in talking to Monica Rambo when they meet to say he and him and not they. If they were trying to conceal, uh, they were trying not to give away any hints they would have used yeah, now, the when third did he person lose the witness? What was the deal with this? Like, what is that? Why he got called in originally? Because... Yes. When Wanda, when Wanda took over, Wanda and whoever, when when uh, they erected the hex, as Doctor Darcy calls it, when the hex went up around Westview, is when Jimmy Woo lost contact with uh, with his uh, informant, lost contact with his. Witness oh, okay. protection person. So he came to investigate. And what, see, here's the question. What character would be important enough for Jimmy Woo to fly from San Francisco to New Jersey to investigate in person? He didn't just, he didn't just send a, you know, he didn't contact the New yeah, Jersey yeah. field office. He had to do it himself. So who's that important? He gets there. You know the blonde girl. Remember the blonde girl who was throwing the party or whatever. Blonde the girl. Head of the oh thing yeah, yeah, yeah. For the children. Yeah. She's the one. She's not on the board. Okay. She's yeah. she's one who's not identified, and she bled red. People have some like theories about uh, maybe she's somebody interesting too. Ah, uh, so because it's um, a good point. Yeah. Because just like the just like the the sword drone becoming the toy helicopter, the those are the only splashes of color that we see in those first couple of episodes. Yeah. Oh, right. and and yeah. of course the the light on the toaster. Yes. So, yes. So she yeah she I had I had lost. I had lost yeah. the track of that thought because early on and it was like, who those, is she? All of those commercials are related to traumas that she's been through. Wanda. Yep. Legos. Right? So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah Legos, yeah, yeah. Hydra, uh, Baron Von now, Strucker. Can I tell you my biggest problem with the show? What is your biggest problem? Still, still may be amended by the show. I don't know. But the the fucking dick who's in charge of sword there. Hayward. Yes. Hayward. Now, okay. What's his problem? (laughs) Now, listen, though. The fact that he has a problem is at this point in the Marvel Universe, very, very odd. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that these outfits and organizations and all those involved have evolved to a point where they do genuinely know how to handle these situations 
way better than this guy is. I feel there's far more to this character than just being the dickhead of sword. Yeah. Because it's way, way too typical and cliched for the MCU at this point to have somebody in charge of sword who doesn't who isn't down with how to handle the situation and not antagonize her. Well, he wants her dead for some reason. Yeah, I, I I wrote some notes on Is that. that track? No, it does. I wrote some notes here, and I said, "Why does uh, Sword Director Hayward? Why in this episode? Why does he try to kill Wanda? Is he covering up his own involvement in something? Is he right. the is he the bigger big bad? And either way, uh, if he if he is the bigger big bad, if he is beholden to somebody else, how do Marvel supervillains keep making it into power in organizations like?" shield and sword (laughs) right yeah totally like i don't get it at all because like sword seems like is is what does sam jackson have to do with sword then because at the end of captain mar or which one is at the end of is it spider-man yeah when he's on he's on it's a scroll ship but with sword stuff all over it okay so from what i found out sword in the in the mcu in the movies sword is a um it's uh a sequel basically a sequel to shield shield's been taken right. down okay it's so sword sword ha- is is an organization that is now tasked with dealing with uh uh super villains or you know like su- uh, super powered beings or alien beings it's the the SW in sword in in the MCU stands for sentient weapon. Vision, right. vision, perfect example of a sentient weapon. He's a living weapon of mass destruction potentially. So that's why his corpse ends up with sword after he dies. Um, right. So all of the all of the all the threats in the comic books, sword uh, looks outwards. From Earth, they're on a satellite. Right, they're on a satellite that looks charge, at space. Though. Yeah. Uh, is, well, is he in charge? I I don't know if he's in charge or if he's just part of the team at this point. You figure that he would step into this kind of situation if 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 once they found out it was Wanda, mm-hmm. you think he'd be like, "Okay, I'm getting involved." Don't you think? Like. Well, he knows what Wanda can do, the world, man. and the if he's the head of Sword, does he need to get involved? Did he get involved in every situation in the in in in, in the almost two dozen movies beforehand? Like, I mean, you know, hey, remember remember him telling Stark, "I've got my eye on you." He's watching. That doesn't mean he's necessarily going to interfere. Uh, he's interfered enough, man. Spidey well, and this well, and that. Well, Plus, well. he's at Stark's funeral, and we see him on the ship. We know he's around. I'm just surprised that this isn't a Nick Fury level event. You know what I mean? Like, hey, don't count out the idea that Fury's going right. to. Don't count. Not. Hold on, hold on. Don't count out the the idea that Fury's going to show up somewhere between episode six and nine. For sure, we have and we have. Uh, um, we have a a, a a character that is going to show up that we know 
Paul Bettany said in an interview that there is an actor that he's always wanted to work with who is going to make that, you know, Luke Skywalker level appearance. Now, she said that too. You don't think they were referring to Quicksilver? No. Uh, no, he is not. He is not big enough uh, as a character or an actor to provoke that response. Paul, you think Paul Bettany's always wanted to work with Aaron Taylor? Uh, fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson? No, I think there's only, I think there's only one person who uh, who fits that bill, and uh, and that's Benedict Cumberbatch coming in as Doctor Strange. Vision and Doctor Strange have had... Are you outside? Uh, yeah, I'm walking just back into my apartment here. So okay, because all, all of a sudden, all I got was wind. Talking. I just All I got was wind from you. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch and Paul Bettany have never shared scenes together as Doctor Strange and the Vision. Uh, so I think that that's who that is, but I don't think that that discounts... There's a there's a minuscule chance that maybe the big bad is the person they're talking about. Maybe they've cast somebody huge to play Mephisto or whoever the big the, the bigger big bad is. So we're we're in we're in for one. Who do you think if there's a bigger big bad? There has to be. Who do you think it is? Do you think it's going to be Mephisto, Nightmare, Dormammu? Or do you think it's... Uh... See, here's the tough thing for me is I'm not super familiar with that section of the Marvel Universe. Okay. As far as Mephisto and Dormammu and these villains. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure to the extent because I never got into those because it always confused me. It's like they're all just like variations on being the devil. Yes. <laughs> And, and, and so I, many that never, devils. Yeah, that it just that, like and Mephisto was just such a you know it's his actual name, right? So yep. I just I just I never really got it. So I'm, and it was hard for me in the beginning of this series because I've never been a Wanda or Vision guy. Mm-hmm. So I just I wasn't so invested in those two characters. And to be honest, like I I'm not a huge fan of her as an actress. She's done some wonderful things in the series, to be honest as far as pulling off the sitcom thing. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I don't believe her grief well, better, to a certain extent. Better, and her, just, better I, her than her sisters. But I mean, I mean, it's the also <laughs> part that I'm not too, yeah. But I'm also not a huge Scarlet Witch guy, right? Okay. So, you know, and I thought that was funny how they made the comment that she's got no special name or whatever. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I have a feeling, I have a feeling when she puts the Halloween costume on, Someone may refer to her as a Scarlet Witch. Yeah, like holy shit! Or something, like, oh, my little Scarlet Witch, or something like that. Right? Wait, 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 wait. What if Hayward's from another universe? What if Hay- he what be- if Hayward? What if Hay- this is speculation on on the moment here? There's, there's, this will probably turn into nothing. But what if Hayward knows the name Scarlet Witch and is asking? Uh, asking uh, is wondering why Jimmy Woo isn't mentioning the name Scarlet Witch. What if he's from uh, an alternate reality where Wanda Maximoff is known as the Scarlet Witch? Hey man, it's a it's a very cool stretch. Yeah, 
that's my that's my hail mary. That's my hail mary. That maybe, maybe, just maybe, Hayward is from another reality, and he's part of the manip- whatever the manipulation is here. Yeah, there's got to be something up his ass here. But I think there's also the outside chance mm-hmm. that even with others involved, Wanda ends up, you know, at least exerting some big bad behavior, and yeah. he almost ends up being right in the end. Okay, well, and maybe, he... maybe there's maybe there's a slight chance that he's the only one who's right not to be yeah. trusting her. Well, here, you know, there's he, a slight chance a... that that could happen. Here's a question that I uh, that I wrote down for you. Uh, you know, with Vision in this episode figuring out that something is wrong in Westview, and they almost it seems like they're almost coming to blows. Will Wanda end up having to fight the Vision? Uh, maybe. I th- I think they will. I mean, I, I, I've had the thought several times that he's going to be the only one able to pull her out of this. Yeah. Like you, kind of like a Wonder Woman 84 thing and be like, you got to let me go. Mm. You know? You see, like, I, I think that that could be what ends the whole, uh, you know, charm is that Vision convinces her to let it go and let me go. And, see, you know, I, you know? I think what we're going to get is at some point here, I think that uh, the beginning of episode six things will get back to quote-unquote normal in the town of Westview so that, you know, Vision is content. Maybe every once in a while he raises an eyebrow. I think as the episode goes on, like, they'll have restored the fake balance. And as the episode goes on, we'll get back to Vision will remember. Oh, yeah, wasn't I pissed off and asking questions? I think that somewhere in the next few episodes we get... Wanda versus Vision in the big superhero battle. Possibly that's when you need Doctor Strange to come in and settle her shit because she's destroying Westview as collateral damage. Um, but we've also okay. we've also had hints here's, at other people, right? Well, here's the thing. Okay, here's where I go with that. Is I think next episode is the one where we actually saw see clips in the preview of Vision leaving the hexagon. Right. And then kind of falling to his knees and shit. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see where and why that goes. It's also the Halloween episode, so we're going to figure out what's up with all these kids running around. Now, what I think as far as Doctor Strange is I think he is going to be only in the finale because the series is going to lead into the multiverse of madness. Yeah. So I think that's, I don't think he's going to really come in and have much to do with this story as much as this story is going to lead into his next story. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only reason we're going to see him. I don't think we're going to see much mad like involvement on his part in this as much as this is going to cause some shit that he's going to have to rectify in his movie. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Because maybe that means like we go right into it with the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Right? Like, they may go right into it. Like, cliffhangers galore. I love it. I love it. So you're thinking more along the lines of they wrap things up and then Strange comes in to help clean things up because how do we, how do we, if, if you're, if you're Sword, if you're Monica Rambo, whatever, whoever is in charge of Sword at the end of this, I think it'll be Monica Rambo. Um, how do we keep this from happening again? And then, 
you know, a circle opens and Doctor Strange steps through and, and says, I'll take her. Which, yeah, which totally. says to I'm me something like that, something like that, which so. says to me that we still have a place for a deus ex machina to come in and help them. And I think the deus ex machina is whoever Monica Rambo said was the astrophysicist that they could get on the they could get on the phone to help solve this problem. Who is that? And I think. I think it's Reed Richards. Ooh. Yes, I think that Reed. Ri- I think that I think that Reed Richards and Sue Storm and Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm are all former agents of Sword who got dusted. I heard that theory. Yeah. I think they all got dusted in the snap. I think they came back with the blip, and I think that they are four of the astronauts or or uh, workers that. Hayward said, haven't reported in or said, fuck this, I'm not coming back. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of, that's, yeah, that's definitely there. Um, Yeah, man. And, but here's the thing. Here's Mm. the big question. The big question that no one seems to be able to come up with a decent answer for, because there's no (laughs) way she's just going to say more mutants. Yeah. So if this is going to be the introduction of the mutants, which having Quicksilver there, somehow you, you got to think it is going to be, because how are they going to handle that? How could they flip this? Like, I know that's everybody's theory that they're going to do like something opposite, but how would they actually do that? Because you can't have new mutants who just appear and Wolverine mm-hmm. still be Wolverine. Right. That's the problem. Somehow it needs to be that Wolverine has either already existed somewhere or things are altered that he already had existed okay. somewhere. I've got an right? answer. I've got an answer for you. I've got okay. an answer. First of all, that there's no chance that that happens in this series. Okay? That is that's a movie solution. You're not going <laughs> to Here's the wrestling analogy. You're not going to waste that on a house show. When you've got a pay-per-view coming up. <laughs> I don't know. Or, yeah, you say that? It absolutely Luke has to Skywalker happen. Skywalker was just brought back to TV. Dude, that's... Like, that's you can't that's, say that, man. That's fucking... Don't, don't... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't give me... Don't wait, wait, always wanted to, wait, oh, you're, wait. No, you're underestimating. Wait. You're underestimating. Okay, stop. Stop. Don't... <laughs> don't fucking compare the franchises. Don't compare the franchises... Don't don't bring the logic of the people running one franchise over to the other. That's bullshit. And you're you, you no. We're talking about Marvel, which is fucking successful and has <laughs> and has a leader that knows has one leader who's definitely in charge and knows what they're doing. While Star Wars is still getting back on its feet and needs to burn. Uh, a card like that just to get people to give a shit again. This uh, introducing the mutants is something you absolutely do in, uh, in, in, in the movies. Somewhere in Multiverse of Madness, you get the very Marvel thing where multiple realities are threatened. So what do they do? They combine them into one. I think you might get an alternate reality combined with the existing MCU reality. 
so that suddenly you're they're sharing an earth and poof there you got your mutants i would agree i it's think just that's, a thought. that's the way it's got to be done and maybe those now uh, my only fear that's where that fear at the beginning of the show you're we talking about comes from is mm. i hope it's not all of the fox guys oh no no you're getting recast that's what i mean they're getting like, recast would they pull them in? That's why I think it'd be cool if that multi-dimension, that other dimension that gets blended you're talking about. Yeah. I hope it's a whole bunch of them. That way it's a whole bunch of different X-Men and they could recast them all or keep certain ones if they wanted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Deadpool. Now, here's a weird connection. This is how broad this universe has got. But we've got to think about Deadpool and Deadpool's involvement with the X-Men that he's had. And how is that going to affect characters like Colossus, who is CGI? And why would you change that character for the MCU when everybody loves it and it's good there or whatever? Mm-hmm. So is it a different Colossus that comes in? Because I think, obviously, Deadpool's going to be the only one that knows anything happened. Yeah. When we finally see Deadpool, he's going to be the only one who's like, has any idea that everything's different, right? I would be, I would love it if at some point you get, uh, you get Deadpool just after all of this takes place, you get Deadpool just wander up to Doc Strange and whisper in his ear, I know what you did. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Something like that would be amazing. You know, and I saw a video the other day. I didn't get through all of it, but it was a video about how many untouched Easter eggs are actually riddled throughout the MCU. Oh, sure. Like how many things that, you know, we talked about a lot or didn't even notice or, you know, are so old that they haven't been addressed since. And will they be? And, you know, there's a lot of stuff they could still pull from, right? We still have to go back to Adam Warlock, man. We don't have to. We might but never. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that could still yeah. come up. What, you Howard wanna... the Duck could still come up. Oh, Howard the Duck is going to make a little appearances in all the Guardians movies. I don't think he's yeah. going to ever be. I don't think he's ever going to be featured in anything though ever again. But you hold know, on, but I'm sure there was stuff that was opened up way back. Would when you that, Would you, you know... like a good Easter egg? A little Easter egg from the episode five of Wandavision? Yes. Okay. When Vision comes into the uh, the kitchen, initially, picks up a newspaper, and he starts reading, he starts go, opens it up, starts reading through the newspaper. He doesn't even bother with the front page. There's two headlines visible on the front page. The main headline, uh, you can't see all of it, but it's something about, it's big news, big news in Westview, about homemakers and their recipes. Whoop-de-fuck. That is that is a headline that is there absolutely to cause no problems. Right. It is, <laughs> okay. But at okay. the very top of the newspaper, in smaller print, the headline reads, and this is exactly what it reads, more dramatic details about the lights in the sky above Westview. Ah, the lights in, the lights in the sky... The lights in the sky are sword trying to bust in. This oh, yeah. this headline is there solely to pacify Vision by presumably giving disinformation aimed at him. Hey, what are those lights I see in the sky? 
which what might make him add to his questioning of Westview. There's a right. newspaper article that will explain them as weather balloons or the Northern Lights or some bullshit. So right. that vision inside Westview goes, oh, okay, that sounds logical. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, when you when they say Luke Skywalker level cameo, do you think they mean like an MCU character or an actor? Like, I think they're talking about an actor. And when we've like known of, or you know, I, well, I think it seems more like a character than an actor. I'm thinking. I, I think. It, I think it's. I think it's a bit of both. Because you said earlier, someone new being cast as you know someone amazing coming on as Mephisto or something, right? Well, yeah. I think that's where she was going with that. I think that's the level of you know, like, but but again, who fucking knows? I don't know. <laughs> well, we're going to see because uh, listen, I think everybody assumes that do- that. Cumberbatch is going to show up at some point as Doctor Strange. I think we've been we've now been fed a line about an uh, uh, an astrophysicist I know who would love to take a look at this, which may or may not ever be brought up again. Right, and um, and we still have just the possibility of whoever the bigger big bad is, and that is a role that might you know might be given to somebody huge. Hey, for all we know, fucking Christopher Walken is going to show up as Mephisto. Yeah. Right. What about, might... what about what about we see Chris Evans as Johnny Storm? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I Man, I hope not. Oh, Lord, please. If there's anything, you know, you and I have had this argument many times because you get salty as fuck about uh about star wars canon and it makes me sad when i think about i'm you. better now i'm better now good because i like what's been you know like a lot has changed since yeah. you know the mandalorian but they, and everything they, else they get that to go back made. they get to go back and pick and choose what they want and reintroduce it into canon and dave filoni has gone ahead and basically decided that he's going to put in everything he possibly can so yes i'm feeling no, much he, better listen, about the situation there's a difference between everything he possibly can and everything he thinks is cool all right so he's gonna put in he's gonna take a lot from legends and re and re- reinstall it into the current star wars operating system but that doesn't yeah. mean you're gonna get every Plus minute. it's just better Plus, it's like the fact that he's involved. I mean, it yeah. should have been his from the start. The fact that he had nothing to do with the new movies when he it was literally, you know, George pa- George's literal Padawan. Yeah, but that – hold know? on, hold on. But at that point, who who was he? He was He was the guy who was in charge of the cartoon. It doesn't matter. George could have made anything he wanted to happen. At least he could have been like, okay, right, which Kennedy is which is charge, why Kathleen. Hold on, but that's why Kathleen Kennedy ended up in charge because that's what George wanted because he had mapped out the he had mapped out the sequel uh, trilogy, and he thought that in installing Kathleen Kennedy, my uh, my plans will carry forward. Okay, Disney was never going to take, was never going to to say as a condition of our purchase, yes, we'll put Dave Filoni in charge of everything. That just wasn't going to happen. 
So all right, where were you going with all this Star Trek nonsense? Or Star Show? Oh, I just said Star Trek nonsense. <laughs> Star Wars nonsense. <laughs> Because you had a point bringing up Star Wars. And my, 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 my point is that with, uh, with Disney's purchase of, uh, of Sony's asset, or of, um, Fox's Fox. assets, Fox's assets, uh, and I kept saying Sony X-Men, I meant Fox X-Men. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, um, I heard that once or twice. Yeah, I did it, I did it at least twice talking about it. I just assume everything. your listeners are smart enough to know. They, they're smart enough to know enough. when I'm fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's already written a comment without listening to the entire episode. Tim <laughs> Tim Malone. <laughs> um, their purchase of Fox assets. They can now cherry pick what they want to reinstall into the MCU operating system. Oh, for sure. The for same sure. way that Disney that 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 Lucasfilm did has been doing with Star Wars Legends into the new Star Wars. Yeah. So, My biggest hope for that is a new Magneto who is more comic book correct. As amazing as uh, Ian McKellen as Ian McKellen was, you as know, amazing the, the, as Fastbinder was, they were, you know, well, even Fastbinder was a little closer. But I just, I want to see that older, mature yet, you know, kind of imposing Magneto, more evil than old man kind of thing do you know what i mean i don't think he needs to be quite to the age that they made him mm -hmm. uh the, the ian mckellen was and maybe a little bit more imposing which also i feel kind of i i hate saying that at the same time because i can't think of like who would you cast as magneto without going down that route mm. <clears throat> right like who could you think of that's an you know a large imposing older type gentleman then you know like that's a hard cast to cast an actual comic accurate magneto like yeah. what do you put there right that's a really tough one i do not know same thing with meg with uh, professor x i never envisioned professor x as old as patrick stewart even in the first x-men movie oh man patrick stewart was a perfect professor x you know i see more of a mark strong I'd like to see you're, Mark Strong as Professor you're, X. You're a lunatic. Do you know who I'm talking about? I right? know who. I know exactly now, who you're talking about. To picture him and his bald head and his art, arched eyebrows, no. like the comic, no. and the age-appropriate moreness of the comic. But he's way more comic book Professor X than, you know, he was great Patrick Stewart, and he was a wonderful Professor X. But he was not the professor. The Professor X in the comics was hardcore he was he could be mean he could be cruel he was very strict he was stern he wasn't a gentle nice jolly smiling old man like patrick stewart was uh, no that's the not best how he was you know that's not how he was okay hold on here's here's how here's how i'm going to explain uh why you and i differ on this when you think of the x-men comics okay when you think of the x-men comics who's the artist what what's the um, what's the era what's the era of X Men comics that that you think of yourself as having grown up on? Ah, uh, Claremont. Claremont is the writer. Who's the artist? Oh, who was doing stuff back then? Was it Byrne? Doing you did not fucking grow up on John Byrne X Men. I know. Listen, here's the thing. I'm asking you. No. I'm asking you. Where did you latch on to the X-Men 
What's the where where? What's the X Men era? Well, the original thing probably would have been cartoons. Okay, probably would have been the old. Remember the old uh, the nineties cartoon? No, not the nineties cartoon. Really? Yes, because I was in a I was into comics and X Men far before fucking that. This is how I learned about comics what and got in. What X Men cartoon existed before the nineties cartoon? Okay, these were these were. Okay, I can't remember what they called them, but they were the weird fucking ones where it was not actual animation. They took like pictures from the comics, uh huh, and and made like these animated things about them. The motion okay? comics, yeah. And I used to also be in this little thing. It was this comic club where me and a few other friends. This is how I learned about comics, because a lot of the comics that I know and these stories that I know are not from actually reading the books, but us sharing the stories together when we were kids, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I never read Captain America, but I knew all about Captain America because my friend Son Lima was obsessed with Captain America, right? So, you know, a lot of the stories I learned and heard about the X-Men were seeing those and then those comics. So late 80s, early 90s X-Men were the comics i was seeing you okay. know what i mean when i was actually reading comics so i'd say whatever whatever team was on the x-men in like 87 i guess ish mm. um you know those comics and around the time also that wolverine got his first solo series okay you see that I... was that's the x-men i knew the x-men i knew growing up were the chris claremont giant sized x-men that was my X Men. Yeah, I, I think I think your idea. I think your ideas about the X Men come more from uh, when around the time that they rebooted the series. They had the new number one, and Jim Lee was drawing it before before and after that big re, rebooted X Men number one. Okay, whereas my stuff does my original X Men stuff does come from Dave Cockrum and and. And John Byrne, and then uh, okay. uh, Paul Smith. Where in the stuff I read, it was the team that went out and did stuff while Professor X was in a wheelchair at home. And when he got into action, it was always on the astral plane. You know, <laughs> he was a right. guy, he was a guy that in person That's you pretty could, much how I remember. Yeah, it, but yeah. In, in person you could defeat him by flipping over his wheelchair. Where, right. <laughs> where, and I I think that I think that you get. Your early X-Men stuff was a more, possibly a more active Professor X, a more democratic. The Professor X, I remember at times, okay, I remember one Mark, scene Mark in Strong is a thug. Mark Strong is a, Mark I, Strong plays thugs. He's not Professor he X. Not, Patrick Stewart is the perfect Professor X. Mark, Sinestro, Mark, Mark you know? Strong, yeah, Sinestro's yeah. a fucking thug. So listen, I remember a time, I remember one time that for some reason, Scott's eye vision went crazy. Okay. And Professor X had to physically fall out of his wheelchair and wrestle him to the ground. Uh-huh. And he pulled out his handkerchief to wrap around his eyes. Okay. Because it was a silk handkerchief. Mm-hmm. And that was when in the X-Men comics I discovered that at that time at least he couldn't shoot through silk. I I have no recollection of this story. 
I may be off, and I'm probably off because it's obviously been decades since I read this story. But I just remember him like having to fucking like actually take him down and shit, right? Okay. And I don't know. It was just an era. I just remember him being like not a dick, but like he wasn't so. I don't know. He wasn't so soft as Patrick Stewart. <laughs> he was a little harder than Patrick Stewart, right? He was uh... more Picard. Okay, listen. If maybe if he'd played him a little more Picard than he actually did because i think the reason everybody thought it would be perfect because picard was pretty much professor x all right listen but he got softer when they put him in the movie he did we are not getting into picard there is (laughs) no way we're gonna do another hour if we get into the the, 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 did you enjoy are you enjoying discovery though see that's i I don't want to i don't want to get into star trek today did you i just want to know did you enjoy it Eh, it's okay okay all right. It's okay. Well, what we should talk about that some other time. Picard, the I Picard, love it. I love it. The Picard, Picard series, series was discovery. It was ass. I'm just saying. On top of yeah, that, Picard, the Picard was series Picard, was ass. I agree with you there. That was a wasted opportunity, yeah. man. Oh, wow. wasted opportunity. You and I sure. have you and I have different views of of how a lot of these properties, um, a lot of these properties make decisions, and I don't think. I, I, sometimes, sometimes when we have these conversations, I think, I think this, this fucking guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) But I, but I realize that you do know what you're talking about. You're just, you're talking about it from a different perspective than I am. I, 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 I hate some of your ideas. I love many of your other ideas. It's like talking to George Zotti. Where he thinks that Voyager is the best Star Trek. Love it. Love Voyager. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. To death. See, that's what's wrong I want a with Voyager you. Voyager movie. That's what Voyager movie. That's what's wrong with you. You, but here's the you thing. suck. Here's the thing. You suck. Think, listen, <laughs> you take this is where I think it is with Star Trek shows, though. I think the reason people like them aren't necessarily based on their characters or the crew or any of that stuff. I think there has been Star Trek shows where what Voyager attracts are the people who are into stuff like uh, being lost and time travel and trying to figure out how to get back somewhere Mm -hmm. or, you know, all new adventures to kind of deal with. Where a show like Deep Space Nine brought more of the military people in or the thinkers in or the the drama people in do you know what i mean okay so here's the I thing think that's why you know i okay well no i'm resisting the urge we are not doing this we are not getting into a fucking discussion about star trek we'll do that another time we will do a another complete, time we will do a complete episode Right and we'll t- I just said and then, we'll title so we we'll pick do it up right where we left we'll off. do a complete episode and we'll title it what's the best star trek <laughs> do you want to hear like, something funny do you know what the very very first episode way back when gonna stab you gonna stab of you. an elegant gonna keep, weapon gonna keep no listen going an elegant star weapon <laughs> an elegant weapon's first very first episode was was me and my buddy sean r.i.p we went down into my basement we lit a giant joint. Yeah. And we hit record on my iPhone Rolls on the voice eyes. memos. Yes. Right. We talked about Portuguese man o' wars. And we recasted a movie version of Voyager. <laughs> and that was the very that was the very first episode ever of an elegant weapon. I won't ever forget it. He cast Kate Blanchett as uh 
as Janeway. Yeah, that's not that's not that's not gonna save the premise. <laughs> Voyager sucks. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. See, you just you're just meaner about things than I am. Uh, you're goddamn right, I am. <laughs> Unless it's the Last Jedi, then we can then we can get as mean as we want. But yeah, anyways, you know. Hey, fun. listen, hold on. Here's the thing, and then I'm gonna wrap it up. Last Jedi, great movie, shitty Star Wars movie. Yep. And still the best of the sequel trilogy. Uh, yeah. I don't okay, care. I Jason don't, Clark. Know, I don't care about the Jason Clark, tell people tell people where <laughs> tell people where they can find you online before we go another forty oh, minutes talking shit. <laughs> I'm all over the place. I'm, I, I'm all over the place. Uh, you can mainly please go to www.anelegantweapon.ca and there you can go into the rest of An Elegant Weapons universe. There's links to uh, all the fine podcast platforms. Uh, the shows uh, for the past while we've been doing live on Facebook. So you're, if you're into interviews with comic, independent comic book artists, there are many of them now available on the YouTube channel, which is just an elegant weapon on uh, YouTube. And other than that, we're around, uh, like I say, where all podcasts can be found. Darn tootin'. And, of course, you know uh, that you can find me in all things at My Name is Kingdom, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and the all-important Patreon Go to patreon.com slash my name is kingdom uh, for as little as two bucks a month. You can help support me making these podcasts and videos and all that crap that I'm making. Uh, <laughs> uh, join the pop culture cult. Uh, in the meantime and in between time, kids, there's a little Ed Whalen for you. Take care of each other. Find some good trouble to get into. I'll talk to you again on Thursday. Your uncle kingdom loves you. Bye. You're garbage. <laughs> I just wanted to make I just wanted gold. to make you I wanted to make you laugh coming out of that the, was uh, the an pause. hour and a half of gold. Man. That was fantastic. Oh, there are sometimes there are sometimes